to you. Let's go to chapter 5, verse 14. Wherefore he said, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore ye are not unwise, but understanding that the, the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine, wherein in excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you, Lord. We just ask you to touch our hearts, lift us up, and encourage us. Help us to be what we need. Lord, help us bind our families together around you. Lord, let's build our home around you. Make our home stronger. Father, we'll give you the praise. We'll give you the glory in all things. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You may say, what in the world does that have we just read has to do with marriage? That's just, just stuff for the Christian life. Well, it is. You're right. If you both are start to live in a Christian life, listen to me, if you both are start living a Christian life, that you should, then your home might survive the world's coming at you, the devil's attack. If both of you start living like a Christian should live, supposed to live, you won't have some of the issues that you have in your family life. Some of the issues you have in your home life. The reason why so many Christian homes don't make it is is because both in the home or one stop acting like a Christian. If you want to stay right with each other, then you need to value your relationship with Him so that your relationship with each other is in tune with each other and Him. If you stay right with God, you'll stay right with each other. But there will be times that you don't dare care what he thinks or what she thinks. But let me tell you what, there should never ever be a time in your life that you never care what he thinks. Because he rolls all. If you have the Holy Ghost living on the inside of you, you always care about what he thinks tonight. So we're looking tonight at the duties in the home. There, there are several commands in this verses that we just read that it jumps out at me, and, and I hope it's a blessing for you. And, and can I say these are not suggestions? Uh, when God writes something, it is a command. It's not that uh, you think, well... Dr. Phil says it might be all right to go ahead and do that, and then you'll go ahead and do it. If Oprah Winfrey said do this, or your favorite, favorite TV personality encourages you to do that, then go ahead and do that. No, God says these are commands that you need to do and in place in your life in order for your family to survive the attacks of the devil, the attacks of the flesh, and the attacks of the world today. 
You said, what in the world is in that you just read that can help me in my marriage? I wish I had learned this 50 years ago. Because it will help you. Verse 14 says, Wherefore he said, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. He says, Stop acting like lost people. He's talking about saved people here. You are not dead. You are alive. But now they have gone to sleep and they're acting like they're dead now. Listen about what I'm about to say and what I'm about to tell you. So many husbands and wives go to sleep on their marriages and on their homes and they get called what we call complacent. Can I say complacency is the enemy of anything in your life? When God, your job at home, you get to the place where you take each other for granted. You take God for granted. You take your wife, you take your husband for granted. You're just sleepwalking through your home life. The sad fact of it all is, so many people finally wake up and it's too late. It's too late. They looked around and said, how, how did I get here? What happened in my life? How, how did I get to the place that I'm in? Because you sleepwalk all through your life, your home life, your Christian life, your walk with God. You done fell asleep. You realize you had a good wife, you had a good husband, but it's too late. Don't let the, the commentary on your Christian life be, I woke up to the fact God had blessed me with a beautiful wife, good husband, but I found out too late. Found out too late. I woke up to the fact that everything that I was praying for, everything that I was asking God for, everything that I needed in my life, God had blessed me with it, but I woke up too late to realize it. And the sad fact is, sometimes it's too late to get things straightened out again. Paul told us to wake up and how to keep in priority. Verse 16, redeeming the time. The word redeem uh, uh, means to recover, to buy back, to don't lose it. Redeem the time now, not waiting, don't wait. Hey, wake up and redeem the time in your home now. Give, the, give your wife a hug, give your husband a kiss. Don't wait, wake up and redeem the time now in your home life. Because there may come a day that you will not be able to give a hug. There may come a day that you might not get a kiss. And you will regret it. Don't wait. Don't sleep in your home life. Wake up. Time slips away from us so quickly. There will be days that you sit around and you get to thinking about them. They go through your mind and you wish you spent more time with them. But when time slips away, you can't get it back. 
You better learn how to recover that time now. Get that time now. Wake yourself up. Stop sleepwalking in your home. The disciples were with the Lord in the garden and three times he came back to him. Uh, he said, uh, 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 wake up. Watch and pray lest temptation comes into you. Three times he had to tell him. He come back, told him, wake up. And then finally he come back and said, sleep on. Sleep on. There will be a time in your life, in your home life, in your Christian walk that if you keep sleeping and God keeps trying to wake you up, God keeps trying to shake you, but you keep falling back asleep, there's going to come a time God's going to say, sleep on. God's only going to give you so many warnings in your life before he says sleep on. But I cannot promise you there's something coming down the road that will get you awoke. <laughs> the guards came in the garden. That woke them up. There, there'll be something coming down the road that will wake you up. Eutychus, Paul was preaching. He was sitting in the window and he was a long-winded preacher and he fell out the window because he fell asleep. Paul let go down and lay on, fell on him to revive him. I, I've read stories where people sleepwalk. I had a sleepwalker in my home. And, and they would do crazy things. They would get up and, and, and go out and walk around in the yard, walk around. That. I, I read one story, a woman got up and, and she got out and went in and got in a car and got in a car and drove off and went down to, uh, down to the swamp area, got out of her car and walked across the swamp area and sat down on a stump. And then when the sun rose, she woke up and she looked around and said, how did I get here? She finally made her way back to way, and somebody saw her. They called her husband. She came and got him. She slept walking. There was another one. The guy was sleeping. He heard a big bang. He jumped up and was trying to figure out what's going on. And then he got to look, and he's bleeding in his leg, and he has a gun in his hand. He had shot himself in his sleep. You would be amazed what people do in their sleep. People can say some things in their sleep. Hurtful things, and they won't remember a word they said. They don't mean it, they're just asleep. You need to wake up to the fact that some of the things that you say in your home, it's not healthy. It's not good for each other, it's not good for your children. Most of the times what we say goes straight to the heart. The Bible says there's power. There's life and death in the tongue. There is a balance in the home life. This will help you to wake up giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know what will help you wake up? 
stop complaining. Stop complaining about each other. Well, he didn't do this, she didn't do that, he didn't do that, she didn't do that. Start thanking God for the good things. Lord, I sure do appreciate it. Lord, I, I, I really, I like, I like what you're giving me, Lord. Lord, I, I like this about her. I like this about him. I, I, Lord, I, I appreciate what you've done for me. Instead of nitpicking. You ought to get down on your knees and start thanking God for all the things God has blessed you with. Lord, thank you for the laundry. That means we got clothes. Thank you for the dirty dishes. That means we got some food. You ought to start thanking God for the things. You look, look around your house. Go home and say, Lord, I thank you for that dirty corner over there. Amen. Amen. Start, start saying, God, thank you for that. And, and don't be like me. I, I've been on my wife for many months now. Do this, do that, do this, do that. And, and this hit me, and I was like, man. Maybe I, maybe I ought to say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for what you have given me. You have blessed me with exactly what I need. If I, and if, if I, you don't believe me, ask her. She'll tell you she's the best thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> so so what, maybe I ought to stop complaining about the things they do do or don't do. And just start thinking about thanking God for the things you do have in your life. Just look around and say, thank you, Lord. You will never get to that place in your life if you're sleepwalking. If you're sleepwalking in your home, you are missing it. Because you won't wake up. Start thinking about the, the good things about them. And you might just realize and wake up. So the first thing Paul tells us is to wake up. Wake up. We're sleepwalking. And he said, be wise about God's will. Verse 17. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Do you know what God's will is for you as a husband? Do you know what God's will is for you as a wife? Now, I didn't ask you what mama's will was or what your, uh, uh, what your friend's will was for your life or what the world say you ought to be or what they need to be. I'm asking you, do you know what God's will is for you wife or husband? Because he's got one. He's got a will for you. I've had this said before and probably said again, Christian couples. Stop getting marriage advice from those that are living in the world. Lost people cannot help you straighten out something that God has ordained for you. 
Do not go to a drunk and ask them for advice on how to keep your family going. Don't go to a fornicator and ask them how to keep your family going. Don't go down to the bar and ask them because I know you what they're going to tell you. Hey, won't you come and join us and we'll talk about it. I know what they're going to tell you. Come out and hang, with, hang out with us. We'll have a ladies' night out. Where you mean you go find a bunch of other men and you talk about, well, what about a, uh, you had a great time the night before? You say, well, that my old lady. I, I hate that term. <laughs> I hate that term. She's your wife, she's not your old lady. He's your husband, and he's not your old man. Amen. It's just, we just get out of balance on them. I know we live in this world. I know you work with these people, but don't take advice from them. Where should you get advice? From the preaching of the word God? Some good Christian couples that have made a good Christian life for years and years and years. Get advice from them. Ask them. Don't go into the dreads of society and say, how do I keep my Christian life and my walk with God going? Because they have no clue about what you're talking about. People say, I don't know the will of God. Or I, I'm looking for the will of God. Let me say this statement, and it, it's a profound statement. Put it in your mind. Get it in your mind and your heart. God's will is not something that you look for. It's something that you live in. Oh, no amens on that one. Oh, amen. God's will is not something that you look for, but it is something that you live in. Stop looking for it and just start living in it. And it's found in His Word. That's just like your children. You're getting ready to go on a trip or do something. You've got to leave home for three or four hours and and you, you sit down and you write this big detailed list out and say, I want my child, I want my son, I want my daughter. This is, I want you to do this, and I want you to do that, and I, I need you to do this. By the time I get home, I, I need this to be done. So you lay it on the table and you tell them, there's a list on the table for all the things that I want you to do. And by the time I get home, I expect them to be done. You come home four hours later, and there they are. Did you do what I asked you to do? What did you tell me to do? I left you a detailed list on the table for you to do it. Well, I was going to call. You don't need to call me. There is a list for you to do. Why didn't you do that? Have you ever been there? I've been there, still scratch my head. But God has given us a list of things to do. God said, 
If you want to know how to be a husband, if you want to know how to be a wife, and you want to know what the will of God for the husband is, the will of God for the wife is, here it is in His Word. I, I'm not going to tell you the Scriptures, but I'll tell you how to find it. You can get your strong concordance if you want to. I don't usually bring this thing to church with me. But I do find this to be a very helpful thing for you to look up something real quick. It's called a BLB. BLB. Blue Label Bible. You click that on there. You go up here and say, I want to search for something. And you search for it. You type in husband. And it will pull up everything that talks about the husband and how the husband is supposed to act in the will of God. Amen. Wives, you, you, you ain't getting by either. <laughs> you do the exact same thing. Type in wives and it will tell you exactly how a wife is supposed to be spiritually. How you're supposed to act. How you're supposed to conduct yourself. It, it tells you in God's Word. Now, there's a bunch of versions of the Bible on here you use. I just picked the King James Version because that's the only version there is. The rest of them is just no good. But that, that's what you do. So if you take that, and this is the Word of God, and you take it and say, all right, now some of you might get shot because you're not doing the things you're supposed to be doing. You're not acting the way you should act. You're not talking the way you should act. Your home is not the way it should be. Maybe some of you might get shot Boy, I didn't know I had to do that. I didn't know I was supposed to be acting like that. Well, you might just get shot. Amen. God's got a will for you, and it's in His plan, it's in His Word. All you got to do is find it. We know that this is God's mind, His own paper here. If you want an answer, you'll find it in God's everything so he said wake up you're sleepwalking wake up then he says be wise to the will of God then he said walk in the spirit in verse 18 be not drunk with wine can I say nothing can destroy more homes in this country than it is with the alcohol demon that's growing it has destroyed more homes, more families, more life than anything else. It, it should never, ever come into your home. And if it isn't in your home, get rid of it. Because it will destroy you. We're in excess, but be filled with the Spirit. I don't believe anything helps a home anymore than when everybody in the home, the husband, the wife, and the children, all are walking in the Spirit of God, heading towards the same mark, doing the same things. Nothing helps a home more than that. If we all claim to be saved and we have the, uh, walking in the Spirit, and if all of us in a home walking in the Spirit together, then the devil cannot come against you. He cannot destroy you. 
He can make life miserable sometimes, but he cannot tear apart what God has put together. And God, according to his word, has ordained marriage, husband and wife and children. God has put this together. When you make your mind up to walk in the Spirit of God, I can tell you, you're going to make it. Your home is going to make it. He put up a defense around you that the devil cannot come against. All his tactics that he used to try to destroy you. Trying to bring your home down. Can I say when you, your wife, and your children all walk in the spirit of God, that's a little bit of heaven on earth. You say, well, I, I just don't know if that's reality. I don't know if that could happen. If you read Galatians, let me, in fact, let me just turn over Galatians chapter 5. He says, for brethren, we have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for occasion to a flesh, but by love serve one another. Now, he didn't say just because you want to. He says by love. For all the law is fulfilled in the word, even this, that thou shalt love thy neighbor. Who is your neighbor? Your husband and your wife is your neighbor, as thou saith. But if ye bite... If you nag, point fingers, ripping throats out, and devour one another, take heed that ye may not consume one another. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh, for the flesh is lusted against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. These are contrary to one to the other, so that we, you cannot do the things that you would. He said, if you're walking in the Spirit, not only will you not do the things against your husband or your spouse, you cannot do them anyway. You cannot do them against them. But if you do these things towards each other, then you're not walking in the Spirit with each other. You say it's a pipe dream for a family to be walking in the Spirit together going towards the same mark, heading the same way. It's a pipe dream. It's just not reality today. But I believe there is. In fact, in the Bible it shows it's Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1, verse 67, said his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied, saying... Back up to verse 42, and she spake out a loud voice and said, Blessed are thou, young man, blessed is the fruit. Now I'll go up to verse 41. And it came past that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth filled with the Holy Ghost. There's a husband, and there's a father, there's a father and a wife filled with the Spirit. Back up to verse number. Fifteen. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink and be filled with, filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb. As a mother, father, and a child all filled with the Holy Spirit. 
What is your excuse? It can be done. It can be done. He said, wake up. Be wise to God's will. Walk in the Spirit. And I love this last one. He said, worship together. Verse 19. Speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing. Making melody in your hearts to the Lord. If a person is filled with the Holy Ghost, they're singing the right kind of music. They're giving the right kind of thanks to God. If they're filled with the Holy Ghost, singing the right music, giving the right thanks to God, they will smit themselves one to another. Homes that worship together have a better chance of making it of homes that do not worship together. Show your two, show your children that worship you, that you, when you worship at church, it is real at church, not only real at church, but it's real at home. You act in the same at home as you do in the church. Let your children know that your worship is real. It's not a fake because they know exactly what you do and how you do it at home. And that will destroy a home in a heartbeat. Well, my mom and dad act this way at church, but we're at home. They want to kill each other. <laughs> I have to go to my closet. I'm scared they're coming after me. Don't shake your head yes like that. <laughs> if you worship together at church, then that worship should carry over into your home. Because that's all you are is just an extension of the church. You're the body of Christ. In home, you worship together, pray together, read scripture together. It's the same thing. And if you all get together on the same page and same Holy Spirit, you're walking together, you're loving God, and you're wanting to go forward to serve God and do things for God, then you'll make it in this world today. Don't be another statistics in this world. Well, there's another Christian family. They couldn't make it. No. You can make it. You can make it. And I hate when people don't, and don't get me wrong, there, there are sometimes uh, circumstances on why. There's circumstances. There's always circumstances on some of them. But the problem is too many people just give up and quit. And God's already laid it out what you're supposed to do in order for you to survive the world and the flesh and the devil. So don't be a statistic. Be, be, be one that said, you know what, when the world looks at you and they say, well, I seen what you went through, I seen what you've gone through, but yet y'all still together worshiping God and praising God. That should be your commentary for your life. They are worshiping God. Amen.